Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, the Padres get ready to play their second against the Giants. And hosting the program, we've got Mike Grace. Wow, Mike Grace. Blame Blooper. It, it's, it's probably his fault on I some level. I keep trying to, but none of this is my fault. Alongside Mike, it's Randy Jones, who likes the look of Gracie in the hosting chair. You know, I like the look. I mean, he's got a chance to get right now. He could probably get a date. And rounding out the crew, it's Jesse Agler, who's ready for some baseball night in San Diego. I believe, as the kids say, it's go time. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Mike Grace, Randy Jones, and Jesse Agler. It is baseball night in San Diego here at Petco Park. We're live from the AMR studios. We got an old school Padres social hour. You're yeah. old school? Uh, you and I and I, him. I, I don't know. First I, season. I don't. Yeah. All right, old school. Okay. Season one, as we call it. Season one. It's uh, There's a DVD box set. Yeah. Uh, there's some highlights well, there, in there. There was going to be, like, but blooper never hit record. So oh, We have yeah, no yeah, record yeah. of the first season yeah. of Padres Social Hour. It's all just blank hour, discs. Which is probably good because the director's commentary that we did afterwards probably didn't highlight his abilities no. all that well. No, poor guy. But, uh, poor blooper. Yeah. Half the but he's gotten so much better, you guys, really. At what? Really? I don't know. Oh, okay. Just living? I didn't know if you were serious. I was just, no, I was just trying to he's still okay. alive. He yeah. hasn't still ended himself. So, uh, hey. What a great start to the second half of the season last night, coming off the All-Star break. Uh, and before we really get into last night, uh, two guys here on the couch that had two really different experiences but really great experiences at the All-Star game. First, Randy's first appearance on the show yeah. since he threw out the ceremonial first pitch at the All-Star game. And that he, was he, let, me, let me set this up a little bit, Randy, okay? You had a little hiccup on opening day. You right. A little hiccup. That is correct. So now you're just on national world TV – and uh, the left-hander takes the mound, and he drops that just dandy little sinker. Nice you go little down there, sinker ball. Will Myers kind of frames it up a little bit just on the corner of the plate. I mean, nobody was going to hit that, ball, that pitch. Hey, a ground ball. Had to be a ground ball. So tell, tell us, how was it out there? It I was mean, awesome. I mean, that's, it, a, that's a big deal, right? Well, it was like, great. You downplay everything, and you're placed in the history of this organization. But that was a really big deal. The ceremonial first pitch of the All-Star Game in San Diego. We hadn't had one in, what, 24 years, and there you are on the mound. Yeah. Well, you like you know what, forty years in between pitches, you know, <laughs> a lot of work. But I think you know overall the you know, the big thing is uni, you know, change. Same jersey that I wore opening day, except you know opening day I had the long sleeve shirt on, you know, the dress shirt. Yeah, yeah, the dress shirt. Oh, big oh, mistake. Got clogged up. Yeah, you know, yeah. Trying to throw it. Then uh, weren't going to trick me this time. Yeah, wasn't going to do that. Very smart. Much better. Well, it was awesome, much man. better. But it, it was, was awesome. It's it, it just an honor, honor to represent you know San Diego and all our fans and. Yeah, it, hey, 40 years of hanging around here and enjoying baseball, and just hope hope there's hope there's 40 more. I'm not buying it, but you know, that, I'll run with it. That you're sandwiched out there between Tony Gwynn uh, being named the National League Batting Champion Award, the Tony Gwynn Award, and then everybody kind of thinks it's all over, and then Trevor time comes. I mean, that was awesome. Pretty pretty nice San Diego flair there for the All Star game. It really was. I think the whole pregame, uh, you know, starting with having the kids with the starting lineups. Yeah. And those kids were just thrilled. I mean, that, oh, that really got to me. I, I watched them, and I was going, this is really cool. And uh, like you're saying, the commissioner recognizing Rod Carew and Tony Gwynn for the batting titles, uh, just a lot of positive stuff, and uh, especially for San Diego. I thought everything just went great here the five days. And, you know, saw you a few times. It was spectacular. Yeah, we ran into each other a bunch of times. The legacy. Uh, uh, the legacy I, events, that was a cool other that thing, too, that, that I hope people have really been talking about, $5 million 
for Major League Baseball and the Padres Foundation going into fields, Some softball nice fields, fields, baseball now. fields, yeah. uh, throughout the entire area, uh, awesome. north, south, east, west, south of the border, everything really, <laughs> really cool. Uh, but, hey, man, congrats. It was Thank awesome. You. I was, like, proud. Thanks, buddy. I was, Thank I was proud to know I was, you. I was, I, you know, I was honored to do it. I really was. Well, I mean, it's a little different for us because we're like, all right, we've known this guy, you know, me longer, but you intimately for the last couple of years, and to see him have that honor and, and throw a nice strike, that it was, was really so cool. cool. It was oh, so was cool. Fun. That's a really, really big deal. Yeah. And, and Mike said it. You're downplaying it now. You downplayed it then. You'll probably downplay it tomorrow. I will. But it was, it was spectacular. Yeah, it was great. Good stuff. So the, uh, Randy with his amazing first pitch experience, Jesse had a completely different type of experience, yeah. but we're going to tease it. Uh, Andrew Kashner, last night's starter, is here. We're going to bring him on the couch, talk to him. We'll bring Jesse back and tell you all about what he did, which I, I don't know if I could be more jealous of you. Of, it was uh, very what cool. What you got to do. It was very not as cool oh, as what he did. I don't but know. Very cool. It's a I, now, now I remember. Level. Now I recall what you did. It's a I do have a little CRS, level. but I do remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your acronyms. <laughs> All right, so that story after we talk to Andrew Kashner next. The next baseball night in San, in San Diego is Saturday, <laughs> July 30th, when the Padres face the Reds at 5:40. All fans in attendance will receive a pair of SD earbuds presented by United Airlines. Get tickets at Padres.com. Last night's hero, Andrew Kashner, coming in to Padres Social Hour right after this. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Big win last night to start the second half for the San Diego Padres. And one of the biggest reasons for that victory, uh, sitting here on the couch, Andrew Kashner, last night's starting pitcher. Uh, Andrew, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the couch. And before we get into last night, you know, I want to talk a little all-star break. Like, I don't think people understand how rigorous a baseball schedule is what you guys have to do day in day out you know what did you do over that break you know to decompress and get ready for the second half i went down hung out with uh you know a bunch of my buddies down in texas and saw some family and just more than anything just relax you know don't do anything i think that's the kind of the best thing is just you know a lot of couch sleeping a lot of laying out just relaxing i mean you didn't realize that three you know like three days pretty good it's not bad you you know right in the middle of the season just to kind of mental, you know, decompress a little bit before you got to, you know, get the adrenaline going again. Yeah, it's a it nice, helps. it's a nice deep breath. Just to, you know, if you want to go home, kind of do what you want to do for a change. So it's, uh, it's definitely yeah. nice. Now, does Andrew Cash you reset goals? A lot of guys will reset goals halfway through. You always call this the halfway point. Does yeah. Andrew Cashner do that? For me, yeah. I reset goals every month because you know, if you don't, if you just keep staying the same, you know, you're not really getting any better. So for me. You know, I'm big on, uh, you know, first half goals, second half goals, full season goals, stuff like that. You know, you still keep those goals in sight, but uh, you have to adjust on how your season's going and, and stuff like that. So big start last night against Madison Bumgarner came out there, gave a great six innings. Uh, talked a lot about more with the four-seam fastball than, than you than you had been recently with the sinkers. Uh, was that something that was working in the pen early, or is that a game plan that you went into the game throwing, let's attack with the four-seamer last night? Well, I still threw my sinker a lot, which people don't really realize. But um, I think it was just our game plan was more four seams up in the zone. I think that was more the game plan, you know, establish the four seam up in the zone a lot sooner. You know, this is a really good low ball hitting team. Uh, and I think that they've shown that over the course of the season. But I think the biggest thing was is establish the four seamer and then use the sinker later than, than earlier in the count. And then, uh, 
you know, mix my slider in more. My slider's gotten really good over the last, I would say, month, and uh, I don't feel like I've util utilized it as much as I possibly could the, the last few starts. Well, at 93 miles an hour, <laughs> a 93-mile-an-hour slider? Yeah. I don't Come on. <laughs> I don't know if I expect to do that again, but uh, <laughs> that was awesome. It was, uh, it's taken me a long time to really learn. I've been working, you know, with Darren for a long time on staying behind the baseball and really feeling the fingers come off the back of the baseball. And it's, it's been a struggle for me, but it, it's, uh, you know, I, th I think Darren's one of the best pitching coaches in baseball, and it's finally, uh, you know, things are finally paying off. Cash, when you're a power arm, though, you know, and you have the ability, you know, coming out of the bullpen, you know you can throw 98, 100 miles an hour. I mean, it's there. You know, you leave the reserves in the, in the tank a little bit. But, you know, in the four-seamer, a lot easier to, 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 as a power pitcher, that should be like me. couldn't go 97, 99 miles an hour. Where that two-seamer, you, you really don't want to, you know, get up in those speeds with that two-seam fastball, do you? Yeah, well, sometimes, you know, when it gets, the two-seam gets hard, you know, it kind of flattens out on right. you. And that's, uh, instead of coming up to down, you know, it's going sideways. And when it goes sideways, that's when it tends to not so much get hit hard, but it gets blocked and it'll, you know, those balls tend to fall in. Right. You know, and that was one of the key things. And I, I thought you did that really well. But, yeah, you talk about. down a lot last night. I think that was the biggest thing is it was down in the zone. They couldn't really dig it out. Yeah, and I think early when you, I, you, you, you touched 97, 99 miles an hour on a couple of <laughs> fastballs, I think you got, if you, if somebody's got some of that home cooking, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you talk about, I mean, you know, like right now, you, but you're really all the pieces, you're finding pretty healthy. You, you know, you're feeling pretty healthy right now. Yeah, it's been a tough season. You know, I've been a little banged up here and there. And, uh, you know, haven't really commanded things as well as I've wanted to. But, uh, you know, I think that's the, the thing is in a, in a baseball season, you can never throw the talent. And you just got to keep working and keep realizing that if you trust the process, you know, things will things will work out. Yeah, well, you got 15 more starts. You got yeah, plenty of baseball left. It's out. a lot of baseball. And I think, you know, uh, you know, sometimes people don't realize that how much baseball it is. And, uh, you know, you might hit a stretch where you might struggle for a month, but over the course of a season, you can really make up some time in a two and a half month period. Were you begging for another inning or were you good? Um, I wanted to keep going, but I think it was more of we were trying to get another run with the runner on second base. Yeah. And, then, you know, the all-star break, you know, the layoff. And <laughs> yeah. And keeping you off the base is probably a pretty good idea. <laughs> is that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love talking to pitchers. Is there a key to uh, when you're into a good start, you know, is, the, is it an early pen? Like you're, you're feeling good in the pen. Is it getting through those first couple innings? Is it – uh, a lack of walks. W what is it about a really good start that, that feels good for you that might be a little different than, than when, when you're going to give up a couple runs or something like that? I feel like some of my best bullpens leading up to the game have been some of my worst starts. Really? Yeah. Um, and some of my worst bullpens have been my best games. It's just, um, you know, it's all on how you feel. And I think, you know, a, a lot of it establishes early on how you're going to do. Um, but I think the biggest thing is, is just come out command in the zone uh getting ahead of guys i think one of the struggles i've had this year is working behind a lot in counts um but when you work ahead you know you have to make them hit your pitch yeah and a lot of times that you this year you know <clears throat> to your credit you, you don't get away with a mistake you seem like everything you leave yeah. up somebody's squaring up on or you know, like you say it, it's falling in for a base hit for sure you know, come on every once in a while can't somebody file one back <laughs> right I mean, it, just, that, it happens. You go through those sequences, and it drives you crazy. It does. You have those tough stretches, but I think that that's, uh, that's part of baseball, and that's the mental grind, and that's part of the long season, and, uh, you know, it's who can survive that. 
and, and along those lines, I say baseball is probably the most random sport. You guys have been pretty good against most every team, just really struggled against the, against the Giants. So great to get that win last night. Do you think that's just more of a random thing, or is that they're obviously a very good team, but you guys have played well against some really good teams. Is that just a random thing that happens over the course of a season, you think? Um, I think for us against the Giants, they just out-execute us. I think that they, uh, they're a team that, you know, they get a guy over, they can hit the home run, they can bunt. It's just, uh, you know, every guy in their lineup, they, they, they just execute. And that's, I think, they got great pitching in and they execute. And so it's, uh, you know, there's, their starting rotation is tough to beat. Well, I think, you know, right now, too, Paul Marinch has gone out of Boston. I mean, you're the veteran, man. <laughs> veteran of the staff here. <laughs> Uh, scary it is <laughs> <laughs> you know but it really is you can take the bull by the horns man yeah i've been here for five years a little scary i like it yeah veteran, definitely a veteran this team talk about another guy that's uh you know received a lot of praise and, and we saw a lot of it last night Derek norris uh really kind of getting recognized for a lot of the things he's doing on defense we've always seen the bat uh pitch framing throwing out runners uh espn really recognizing uh some of those things he's doing this season what's uh Derek done for you this season I think Derek is probably, you know, one of the more underrated players, uh, not just on our team, but in baseball. I mean, uh, the guy shows up every single day uh, expecting to be in the lineup. Uh, you don't ever hear him complain. Um, I think his catching as far as framing has gotten tremendously better. Not saying he was ever bad, but he's just he's gotten really uh, good. You know, on Maurer's strikeout on belt last night, you know, the ball was over here, but he was able to keep it inside the strike zone. Uh, and, I mean, just to his blocking has gotten better. And, you know, he hasn't swung the bat all that well. But the last, uh, I would say, month and a half, he's swung it pretty good. And uh, it's not easy. You know, the guy gets – he kind of seems to have a, a lot of un, unlucky mishaps on getting balls fouled off of him, just balls in the dirt. I mean, he takes a beating back there. And to show up every day like he does, it, it's impressive to watch. And it seems like he's calling a better game as well and watching him in the sequence and, and getting to know the pitchers a little bit better in – what to go to in certain scenarios. Yeah, I think it was definitely, you know, I, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but, you know, him being in the American League and, you know, coming to the National League is probably definitely different for him. But I think also, you know, he hasn't worked with, you know, I think I always think it's tough, you know, as a first-year catcher with a new team and pitchers and, and get on the same page and knowing what guys like to do, knowing what their strike pitch is, knowing what their out pitch is, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the way you threw the baseball last night, you know, I you get on this road trip, <laughs> you know, you get a couple more starts and, uh, you know, we'll, well, see. we'll see. We'll see, you know. Yeah. Maybe might be the last time we have him on the show. You never know. <laughs> you never <laughs> know. That's value, <laughs> you know. Trading deadline's coming up, man. <laughs> you never know. Hey, man, we want this guy here as long I as possible. I know that. That's, that's, never that's what know. I'm going to say. That's, uh, it's the business of baseball. It is a business it of baseball. Is. and I mean, reality that's a, now. It's something you got to work with, and, you know, you're going to be a professional about it. But, I mean, you know, I think the fans everybody wants here is Andrew as long as uh, – Everything is possible to, for him to be here, you know? I agree 100%. Everybody loves the beach, right? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't get to see you anymore. Well, yeah. That wouldn't be any good. The Texas redneck <laughs> on the beach, that's just a scary <laughs> thought. You know that. I like the beach. <laughs> My white skin needs some sun every now and then. <laughs> and then after the show, Andrew's like, can't wait to get away from Randy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Randy's my guy. Best room about uh, the, the sinker. I love Kev, Randy's been yeah. a big help for me since yeah. I've been here. You He's know, anytime, uh, you know, as a pitcher, you're going to go through ups and downs. And, uh, you know, through the downs, he's always been there, always having my back. And, uh, you know, even when times were good, he still had my back. And I think he's gotten more mad at me when times were good than when times were bad. So <laughs> He gets mad yeah. at you out of love, right? That that's yeah, yeah. I mean, it's right. just because he, he expects more out of me. But, I uh, always want more. That's for sure. 
But I think that's the time when you ride guys harder is when they're doing good and, and you know that they can, can do it. But uh, it's definitely been nice having RJ around for sure. There you go, Love RJ. It, man. Good job. Andrew, thanks so much good for coming job, down. Buddy. Appreciate the time. Congratulations on the win last night, and uh, good luck with the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bring the family down to Petco Park this Sunday for Kids Fest, supported by Haichu. Check out games on the wiffle ball field, face painters, bounce houses, and more. After the game, kids 14 and under are invited to run the bases on the field. A Compadres Kids membership is required, and you can sign up at the ballpark. Tickets at Padres.com. Our thanks to Andrew Kashner for stopping by Padres Social Hour. More with Jesse Agler and his special day coming up right after this. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to the AMR studios. We're out here in left field at Petco Park. Our thanks to Andrew Kashner for stopping by. Just a great start by him last night. Uh, and welcome back to the couch, Jesse Agler. And uh, before... We were graced by Andrew Cash's presence. We were about to talk about your week last night. Yeah, special. he was Andrew. awesome last night, by the way. Can I throw that in there? Yeah. Yeah, that 93-mile-per-hour slider, that's, that's that pretty would. serious. Yeah, that's Cindergaard-esque. I mean, there's not really more than one or two guys that can do that. He, he finally admitted he didn't, he didn't know how he did it either. He doesn't know how he did it. He, he said he stayed behind the ball. Nah. You don't buy that? He's guessing. You know, I'm, I'm an old pitcher. You can't trick me, man. All right. I'm, just, I'm very trickable. Get, he, he just, his perfect, fastball was a 92, so he just gets a little surly about it. Didn't need to be. <laughs> That's great. So I was more impressed with the four-seam where at 97, 98. Yeah, that was pretty cool, too, I guess. Because yeah. I, I saw it in a couple of hitters. There, I go, what's that? Whoa. And up. That's, That's what he was saying. Down. You pitched up a lot you more go, than you did last they're night. They're looking at him going, whoa, whoa you're not going to do that yeah. tonight, are you? You don't see guys pitch up much anymore. They feel like that's where they're going to get hurt. But he did say the Giants are a good low ball hitting yeah. team, so they're really good game plan. And umpire gave him a couple of pitches that, you know, by the standards of, of a strike zone today, were a little bit up in for call strikes. And then now they're going, whoa, whoa, now we got to. Now we got to swing at it. Yeah, it was, do it was it. good. Good timing. Really yeah. good stuff. Well, uh, another great aspect of the All Star Game last week and the pregame ceremonies was the flyover by the Air Force Thunderbirds. Uh, beautiful, beautiful jets uh, flying over. Apparently, Bill Center claims it was the fastest flyover in the history of sports. I'll buy he, that. You can confirm. Uh, so I talked to uh, retired Admiral JJ Quinn, who is our uh, what Vice President of Military Affairs. Right. I, I, something, something along like those that. lines. He's, he's awesome. He's the best. Uh, JJ, if people don't know him, he works in the Padre office and he coordinates all this type of stuff, uh, among many other things. One of the coolest people I've ever had the opportunity to know. And he said some timing was thrown off <coughs> Joe Buck uh, in the pregame ceremony. And because of that, these guys had to come in way faster, way lower than they ever did. I think I heard like 800 knots, 600 knots, something like that. 600 knots at 800 feet, does that sound right? Yeah. Something like that. Something yeah. like that, and I mean, yes. It's as fast as you'll ever see a flyover and as low as you'll ever see a flyover in a sporting event because these guys, obviously to try and time the anthem, they're just going around in a circle about 15 miles away from here and then go time, and they came in very, very <laughs> hot to make the timing that work. That was awesome. And so a little earlier in the week, Jesse had the opportunity to get that into day. That, that day. It was that morning. That morning, he was in those jets. Yes. In, well, in one, in of, one of the jets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Number eight. So, I mean, for those of you that don't know or it didn't come up over the last couple seasons, uh, Jesse might be one of the biggest aviation freaks of anybody I know. Like, he just is super into aviation. So, this it was an incredible experience. So from the, with that, I'll let you kind of take us through your day, what it was like, what you got to do. We're looking wow. at some of it here. It was unbelievable. I, I mean, that's that's kind of the place to start. Uh, so yeah, there's takeoff if you're watching. 
And, uh, I mean, you've never felt anything like that if you haven't done this before. It's not like going up in a 737, <laughs> uh, you know, when you're flying to Phoenix for spring training. I'll tell you that much. Uh, you can see just thrown back in your chair right there. Um, it, it was just an incredible experience. And Whoa. it was not just the flight. I mean, I got three hours worth of briefings about beforehand. Go over equipment. You go over safety. They teach you about the history of the F-16, the history of the Thunderbird program. They were a combat you know, wing at one point. Now they sort of, it, it's really the Air Force version of the Blue Angels, which I know a lot of people are familiar with. Same kind of thing. They do name demonstrations. Name on the plane. Yeah, that they put my awesome. name on the plane. That's wow. awesome, man. That's uh, the, the, the public affairs officer. She was fantastic. She goes, all right, I'm going to ask you to pose when you get up there. She goes, it's going to feel really, really cheesy because I want you to smile, turn around, put your hand up by your name. She goes, but believe me, it's one of the coolest pictures you'll ever take. And I was like, this really does feel cheesy. Uh, and then, obviously, we go up. And uh, it was a lot of it indescribable, honestly. Uh, a lot of G-forces. They took me through all their maneuvers, all the different things that they do when they do air shows. Where are you flying over? What, and we went out seen. over El Centro. Okay. Uh, air traffic control cleared some space for us over El Centro. You can see that's the Salton Sea back there. there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot of high G maneuvers. I am very proud to say somehow I did not throw up uh, and I did not pass out. Uh, two things that apparently are very common. No shame in any of it. Uh, I came close. I won't lie. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, Cheetah was my pilot, Commander Pets. Okay. And uh, he was nice enough to say, hey, if you're not feeling 100%, you let me know. Yeah. And we'll, we'll cool off for a minute. So so I want to I show you something. I talked to JJ about this, too. And he's like, all right, they're pulling nine Gs. Now, look at the screen here. The head is really down here. Like, so this, was, so not, this was not a nine G maneuver. This, was, this okay. was less than that. And so basically, and they warned me about this, what happens is if they go into a big maneuver and you don't have your head back, you ain't going to be able to move it. So you're stuck. You're just you're stuck, stuck in that kind of crouched down position. Yeah, because the, the force of the gravity, the force of the Gs, basically you don't <laughs> have enough. Your, your head goes from weighing 20 pounds or whatever yeah. to weighing, you know, 100 whatever pounds. And you don't have the muscles in your neck to be able to pull back. That's so great. that one maneuver, I was not 100% ready for it. And he warned me. He said, hey, we're going into it. I had my head down. I don't know if I was looking at something or what. And then all of a sudden those Gs hit. You're stuck. Don't even try uh, to put your head back. Uh, because you're, you're sort of locked in until the G's are relieved. Uh, but that was the one time I got a little bit stuck on that one maneuver. But it was Bloopers it was absolutely convinced you're actually passed out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he doesn't understand how it yeah. works. That's all I well think you're out there. You, you were down. That's not how it works. Okay. You, your head doesn't drop when you're passed out because, again, you're stuck. The now G forces are so great that you're unable to move. They push your head back. Exactly. Okay. They push you, how did they push you over How more. did J.J. Quinn find you to do, to do the flight? Though? I was like the eighth option. Uh, you know, between uh, different things. I heard uh, the Scott in report. I mean, could you imagine else. Ted Leitner in a jet? <coughs> what? Well, there is an age limit. There is a weight limit. There's a weight limit and everything. Uh, a lot of people were very oh. busy because it was the morning of the All-Star game. I was not the first choice by any stretch An of the age limit, yeah, everything. Yeah, age limit, but weight the, limit. The, the cockpit is very small, right? Yes, I mean, it's it is a not, claustrophobic. not a lot of space yeah. there. I, mean, I wasn't claustrophobic, but I could see somebody being claustrophobic. You don't have a lot of room. The, the glass canopy makes it easier to lot not be claustrophobic because you really can see everything. Um, it doesn't feel like you're in such a small space. Yeah. Do you have your bearings? Like, no. You, you, were, you were inverted at a, at a few points. Oh, like yeah, yeah, the, the totally can upside down. Can you feel down. that? Like, can, I mean, what's the vision like? So here's like? the thing. When you're, when you're pulling big Gs, I'm trying to sound like a oh, guy that I'm not. <laughs> so impressive. Yeah, but when you're doing it, they, they give you these breathing exercises to help you from passing yeah, like out. the sucking of the... Right. The you got to kind of take whatever air you can. You can see that we're going straight up here like a rocket ship. You're breathing, man. 90 degrees. Yeah, they give you these breathing... So, you're, so for me... 
the first time I'm doing this, so focused on the breathing that you almost don't take the time to take in what's happening because I'm just trying not to pass out, basically. And, and the pressure that you feel uh, on your midsection is so great that all you can do really is focus on the, uh, wow. on the breathing exercises. This might have been, this was not even the 9G. Th there was one that was more than this. This would go, there's one where we went straight up, 90 degree angle, like a rocket, and then like twisted around once we got up there. I don't know if that's this one or not, but it was cool going back, and now you can see, okay, I'm relieved, the G-forces are off, and I can move around again. But, uh. Did a good job, man. It was, it was All awesome, right. man. It was so, so cool. And you get a real sense of the teamwork, by the way, that goes in for these guys and gals. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's me and one pilot in the plane. But the sheer number of people who prepared me, who prepared the aircraft, who are on this team, absolutely incredible, man. Uh, the, the Air Force team, it blew me away. That's blew amazing. me away. It was so cool. Awesome, wow. man. Awesome experience. Yeah. Uh, really, really happy you got to do that. Like I said, a little jealous. Uh, maybe someday. Uh, next time. Don't, don't I, I got mine, man. I can check it off the list. <laughs> you know, you're up next. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, next thing is space, right? You got to go to the, go to the moon. Yeah. So strap yeah. me into one of, uh, what's the Virgin guy's Ast name? Astronaut Richard Branson. Richard Branson. Yeah, yeah, strap me into one of his Astronaut things. Let's go Jesse, out of orbit. Man, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. it. Well, congratulations, man. Uh, Jesse's no, going to depart after this segment. Go get ready for tonight's game. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Yeah, uh, of course. Just like the old days. Just like the old days. This was fun. We went old school. Hey, we did today. We did. We nice. went old school. So much fun. But we got another special <laughs> guest coming up after this. Uh, this is big for you. This is big for me. Absolutely. I'm a guy. big fan. Uh, Tom DeLong from uh, Blink-182, Angels and Airwaves, uh, local San Diegan. Uh, going to catch up with him uh, in the next segment. It's a pretty so. good show, man. You got the Thunderbirds, Kashner, Tom DeLong. That's Jesse a good Agler. day. Yeah, we're on a roll. Uh, yeah. 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 The Padres are still offering summer baseball camps through August 12th for kids ages 5 through 12. Kids get exceptional instruction, character development, and a unique major league experience. Check out the upcoming camps in Scripps Ranch, Point Loma, Carlsbad, and Del Mar. For more info and to register, visit Padres.com slash play ball. Thank you, Jesse Agler. Congratulations on that amazing experience. Next up, Tom DeLong. Can't wait. Padres Social Hour. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Alongside Padres Hall of Famer Randy Jones, I am Mike Grace, and we are joined by somebody I would probably call a San Diego Hall of Famer. I mean, this is one of the biggest acts of all time to come out of the city of San Diego. That Tom sounds DeLong. good. Wow. Uh, that sounds like that was a pretty big intro, the way you right? said that. I was like, keep going. Should I get your autograph? Well, you you know really what? should, Randy. Well, I don't know. I think it should be the other way around, but I will tell you this. I'd like to tell everybody that I'm the mayor, unofficially, of San Diego, so there's certain things I expect, and uh, it's a nice treatment at the hometown game is one of them, and I've gotten that today, so thank you. So, nice. so we're joined by uh, Tom DeLong of Blink-182, Angels and Airwaves, a uh, musical legend here out of uh, the local scene. So, uh, one, awesome to see you. Thanks for being here. Sure, yeah. uh, It's always great to catch up with the guys that have made it from San Diego. I mean, what has San Diego meant to you in your life coming up, your development as a person, and then to make it on the, uh, the world stage? Oh, it's everything. I, um, out of the band, uh, everyone in the band, I was the only one born and raised here. Uh, the other guys, uh, you know, our drummer actually never lived here. And then the other guy in the band moved here, but he, he was born somewhere else. But the culture of San Diego is super important because, you know, within a couple hours of Southern California, you got the mountains, you got the ocean, you got the desert, you have the epicenter of action sports, skateboarding and surfing, which are, which are you know, they're, they're sports, but they're, they're more lifestyle 
kind of things that define you as a person because it's about being a very independent, um, rebellious, edgy kind of teenage kid going out and finding your own way. But when I grew up down here, those types of things, I was a skateboarder and, and punk rock music, it was all the same kind of stuff. Um, so it defined me as a person. And when my band went out to the world stage, we were just being ourselves and everyone saw us as like the representatives of Southern California and, w and it plugged in and people responded to it. So I, all I did was export where I grew up. That is really cool though. I like to say, you know, pro you know, prototypical Southern California. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I, I love saying I'm from here too. Yeah. Cause San Diego, it's like everyone knows of it. And everyone goes, Oh, the weather, Ooh, you yes. know, they always go, it's, it's pretty, you know, <laughs> but uh, there's a culture here that I think is, is, is very exportable, you know? And, there, and there's a lot of pride in San Diego. San Diegans have a lot of pride about San Diego. I, I got a bunch of buddies that, you know, a few of them even went to high school with you and, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, Tom made it. That was awesome. You know? So like they're really excited to see San Diegans make it. Yeah. There's a lot of support here. And when my band first started playing, it was all about local bands, you know, and everyone was very supportive. Uh, but you know my favorite thing about San Diego is if you talk to any native, on a beautiful day, they will always mention how beautiful the day is. No one's jaded about our weather. You know, no one takes it for granted. Right. Um, and I always thought that was really cool. You know, you'd think that uh, we wouldn't notice, but we, we still do. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. really good stuff. I know uh, we had you on the show during the during the spring training. You came out, visited with some of the team. Uh, I know your kids are really into baseball. You're getting more and more into baseball. Are you enjoying the season so far? Yeah, I'm loving it. So it, my son got really into it. So to support him, he's getting all the little league stuff, and we started coming down here. And so as I'm sitting in the stadium, I said, you know what? I'm going to learn about all this stuff. Not just like I knew how to play the game. I knew how the game works. I mean, I'm an American. You know, we grew up with it. But, uh, but getting into the Wikipedia of pitching Ooh. and learning. You know, I was sold when I, was, when I read something on Wikipedia how you can make a pitch turn look more white or red based on how you throw it or something oh, like sure. that. I was just like, I had no idea. And, uh, and then I started reading about uh, the, how fast you throw it will determine when it breaks. Um, or, or how much it breaks. Or how much. See, I don't. Yeah. These things are. Those things, I, that's. It's such an intelligent game when you look at it from that from that perspective, and um, and it hooked me. Like I'm. It's actually scary how into <laughs> baseball yeah, I'm you, getting. You got a lot of physics when it comes to the batted ball, the pitch, uh, a lot of math with the numbers, the, t the statistics of it all. You know, it kind of incorporate incorporates a lot of different things into a really fun sport, right? Yeah, it does. And it's like, I've enjoyed how all the players have gotten so like big. They look like giants now. They're all, like, taller than I am, and I'm 6'4". And uh, they just look, I don't know, they just look like big all-American athletes, and it's such a classy sport. I yeah, don't know. And then you put them on a mound to make them a little taller. A little taller, yeah. My goodness. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, like, I walk around with the guys even in spring training and get a sore neck because I'm always looking up. They're taller now, They're right? huge. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Well, they told me they're looking for that now, though. They're looking for taller yeah. guys. Well, they're not looking for a shill of short guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know that's pretty easy to find. Yeah. Yes. But if you throw strikes, they'll find. That's you, it, right? man. Yeah. Like you said, it really is. You know, when you start looking at the game and analyzing the things that we, as baseball players, take for granted. Yeah. But we live it. We breathe it. You know. But just changing speeds and that, you know, and like Cashner says, well. Yeah, that two-seam fastball at 95 is going to flatten out, but you drop it down to 91 and it'll sink and dip. That's the stuff and that I find a, that's so... That's the stuff that's amazing. It's and amazing. And, it's, and it's, it's, part of the, it's part of the craft. It's, part of it's a craft. That. I think the whole, the whole pitching game is the most exciting thing yeah. about baseball because it's such a deceptive, strategic 
game. Well, that's how the coin is baseball players, not on the world stage like you, but I mean, you're pretty good at your craft, too. Yeah, but we're, but we're drunk. You know? But we're drunk out there. <laughs> I like your it's rock and roll. I like your attitude. I was telling what I was. No, I'm jealous. Was, hey, David Wells did it drunk too. So <laughs> I, I, uh, I was talking to Rosales right out there at batting practice, and 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 we were saying how the similarities between baseball and rock and roll is a lot because you'll be on tour nine months of the year, or you'll be same thing, right? But I was like, but when rock and roll, we could be drunk as a bat. It doesn't matter, you know. And I said, well, it'd be kind of fun if at least one game. Baseball is that way too. Everyone's wasted on the field. Oh. Might be the biggest game of the whole year. I used to that. Well, like, now I'm talking 40 years ago playing baseball. <laughs> Rules were different. Well, and also, but you, you look well, at the. Were other you there for Doc Ellis's no, no hitter? I missed that. You I, I wasn't here yet. Well, was, he was high on LSD and pitched yeah. no hitter. But I mean, I mean, I'd actually you could look at guys that come up to the plate and you, you know, on the other team, and you could see like the guy number four hitter had a hangover. Oh. You know, you could just kind of tell. You just had that look. And you'll take that, that advantage. You, no, that's not an advantage. I don't want to hit no. against that no, guy. That, no, that, you pitch around him because he, he's not thinking. He has. He just <laughs> he's loose as a goose. You know, he's, ah. yeah, he's the one that scares you. He'll go four or five if you give him a chance. I didn't want the pitcher to he's look like hack. he got a hangover, though. That ball's coming <laughs> so fast. He sees two of you. Yeah, you, you don't need that. <laughs> you no. don't need that. You do. No. That wouldn't be good. That Bad. wouldn't be pretty. Talking to Tom DeLong here, uh, you know, it's always fun. You're, you're a guy that's getting into baseball more and more. What do you feel like could make the game more fun for the fan? You know, I mean, there's us that are just live and breathe, the numbers, the stats. Like, what do you feel like could make the game even more fun? Maybe it's the experience. What, what, what could take baseball to the next level for you, for your kids, do you think? Easily, easily, you have to look at concerts and the interaction of media and pyrotechnics and lighting. You know, when you, when you play a song, I can, I'll, I'll write a song on an acoustic record, on acoustic guitar, but by the time I... Um, That's was, a home run. That's a home run. Was that really? That yeah. was really a baseball. I like, I, really, I like your style over here. That's <laughs> good. Um, so, uh, but if I take a song that I wrote on an acoustic uh, guitar, but you go put it on a stage, and when I hit certain points of that song, fireworks go off, and the, vi the LED screens behind you show something specific to, to accentuate something that you're just, that, that you basically are doing on, in your living room, um, it brings it to life. And I think you guys, have when you brought in that screen a couple years ago, mm -hmm. in the media you started doing on that, I thought that was the first step in a really great direction. Um, I think you need to, you need to, too many people think of baseball as kind of a passive sport. And I don't think it is. And I think, you know, tonight, the reason we're here at this game is my, my son, he's nine, his best friend's family are from England, and they're moving out of San... They, they came here for a couple of years or a year or something, and they're moving away tomorrow, and I wanted them to see a baseball game, and I'm trying to explain to them all the things that are going on, and it's overwhelming, but they keep telling me, well, that is so interesting. They're all, I thought it was just kind of like a, kind of a boring sport, and then now that they know everything, I think it, it becomes really exciting. So my point is, is anything you can do to to make the, the all that strategy come alive um it, it would be really important and you do that with lighting and screens and fire and you, just, you do it on a home run or something and you do it when they change you know the teams come in and out of the dugout and you'll put some media on up there but i think you could take it further and 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 i think you and my last thing i'll say is you really wrap in what san diego stands for the culture of san diego because i think a team that's really built on the heritage of this area, it'll never matter about the winds because it's built into everybody's life and its lives, and it represents this place so well. And I think some teams are like that, you know. 
uh, like in New York or Boston or whatever, where they have like this, you know, you don't even have to like baseball to, they just like to wear the hat, you know, and I think um, San Diego, you know, it's important for us here. I don't know. That's my oh, idea. Well, here. I'm going to get you to talk to Major League Baseball, loosen up some of their rules, and we can Do they really have take, rules about oh, that stuff? Yeah, we, oh, we can talk afterwards. Oh, oh no, this is offline. Got, yeah. So you have <laughs> rules about all the media and like? Oh, absolutely. Do's and don't. Oh. Lots of you rules. You could have cut me off. I just had a huge no, monologue no, no, because, there. Because I agree with you. No, that's the thing. I agree with you. I think baseball needs to take a step. You know, you don't want to interrupt the game and, and make sure. things No, but you got plenty uh, of time in between innings. You know, like some of the videos and things we've done here in production, mm-hmm. they've been classics. I love that stuff. Yeah. I mean, in the old days, it was the chicken. Yeah. I mean, the highlight was when the chicken came yeah. out on his roller skates. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, that's hilarious. Yeah. Love that stuff. Break it up. You know, some yeah. entertainment. I thought it was classic. I came to the game. Um, who's the pitcher, unfortunately, that just got traded that was closing all the games and winning for us? Fernando Rodney. Yes. I watched him come out and save the game. And the, everything that was happening during that last few pitches was like I wanted that to happen the whole game, oh, that yeah. energy. Impossible. You know, it's a, it might be so. You can't, yeah. you can't do that 162 times a year. I know, That's right? That's impossible, man. Bands do. Oh, yeah. I That's do it true. every night after night. We have our show. But yeah, you know but what? you're drunk. Fair enough. Care. I always tell the crowd, I said, the more you drink, the more you'll like us. <laughs> that was the idea. Really great stuff, Tom. Thanks so much for stopping by. It was great yeah. to talk to you. And uh, you're always welcome, tough. man. Good you're stuff. always welcome to come down and uh, give us your opinion on what you saw the night before. Maybe I will. Game. I want to talk to your nine-year-old. Get him down here. Let's oh, talk a little baseball. Oh, he'll, he, he's, he's got lots to say. Yeah. Oh, he'll just cut me down to size when I don't say the right thing. So Yeah. No, Seth over here, he, he was a child when you guys were, were hitting it big, so he's a big blink. I, I was in college, so I'm a fan as well, but, uh, you know, this, this is childhood uh, Good. stuff right wow. here Very for cool. him. So well, thanks he'll, for he'll always me. let you yeah, on Give him show. an autograph. Would you, would yeah, you I'll something? give him a hug. Oh, there wow. you go. How's that? Yes. He's so excited. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks so much, Tom. Tom. That's great. Cholula Hot Sauce. Uncap the real flavor with Cholula Hot Sauce, the, I- the hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. Our thanks to Tom DeLong for stopping by Padres Social Hour. Very exciting show today. More coming up right after this. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back. Big day today. Our thanks to Andrew Kastner earlier and Tom DeLong, Blink-182, Angels and Airwaves. I like that. Uh, one of the classic all-time uh, famous San Diegans, so great to catch up with him. That was awesome. He's good. Good great dude. Guy. Just like It's fun to see people start getting into baseball. You know, I mean, I understand, like, to be as good at music as he is, he probably didn't have much time for baseball as a kid. So, you know, he, has, you he, has, he has kids now that bring good. him into that's the right. game, and now he's going to start, uh, mm-hmm. you know, becoming more and more of a fan. So uh, I would, a lot I of would, fun to I'd see I'd love to be a fly when he's trying to explain those two English friends his trying to explain the game of baseball. That could be it's really be good. It's kind of like cricket, but it doesn't last eight days, and <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah. more sense, <laughs> you know, something like that. Three outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, haven't got too much on the uh, Twitterverse here. Uh, remember, you can always tweet us using the hashtag PadresSH. Uh, the reason I'm here in this seat, Mike Janela is uh, on the East Coast at a wedding, and uh, apparently he can't get away from Padres and Padres Social Hour. Uh, one of his friends tweeted this. Uh, haven't seen him in five plus months, and he'd rather be checking Padres updates. Seth Foster lob shots. So there you it know, is, I Mike Janelle in his uh, in his handsome suit for the wedding, just not paying attention to the wedding at all. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Get your head in the game. Come Golly, on, Janelle. Let it go. Uh, one other tweet here uh, from our buddy Ghost of Ray Quarka. Uh, Mike Kingdom for the Top Gun montage with Jesse Agler photoshopped in. 
Oh, ghost. Oh, ghost. <laughs> oh, man. We might have had a little fun in the uh, Padres Productions uh, shops with uh, some of the Agler footage. I don't know if we can actually show it on TV because we don't have the rights to show yeah. Top Gun on TV. That's true. But uh, maybe we can connect on that uh, a little later. But uh, let's have a little baseball talk, Randy. Uh, heck of a ball game last night. Uh, we talked about cash, six innings, one earned run. Uh, but, hey, they put a four spot on Madison Bumgarner. Uh, he wasn't quite the Madison Bumgarner we've seen before, but – couple good swings between Rosales and Will Myers last night and uh, put up four runs, and that was enough with everything Cash did. But yeah, and, you know, you Salark to the double for the first run, you know. Um, you know, he got behind the count or ahead in the count, actually, for Salarte. Got a pitch that he could handle. Thought he did a great job doing that. Because uh, to me, I mean, I look at that a little bit of a mismatch, but, hey, make a mistake like that. And Rosales' first time up looked like advantage Baumgartner, but, hey, you make an adjustment. You know, you start looking for a pitch. He drives the ball for a home run, you know, left field. But, you know, Myers, it's good to see him continue, you know, swinging the bat. But overall, since June, everybody knows the numbers, how well, you know, we're swinging the bat, we're scoring runs. You know, we've really struggled on the mound, to tell you the truth. I you know, we're playing 500 a little bit better. You know, over this, this time, it should be a lot better than that. I got to say, uh, I felt like the team looked a little refreshed last night. I felt like there was a little more of a yeah. bounce in the steps. I mean, Salarte is a perfect example. I feel like that's a guy, even though he was hitting pretty well, just didn't look the same on the base pass coming back from the injury. Yeah. He looked like he had a little pep in his step. He was fired up after the double. Well, and, uh, you know, you, you just saw a little more legs out of these guys, especially and that's to be expected. Well, you get yeah. four days off, that's a big deal. And then you make a nachos catch. I mean, you know, in the Unbelievable, Come right? On. So a huge catch there in the bottom the of the ninth. He goes over the wall, a little Jeter style. That's and somehow good. the uh, the ball ends up in somebody's nachos. He holds on to it for a big out there uh, to help Brandon Maurer get the save. That's awesome. And uh, the ump, there he is. He's looking, makes the out call, and there it is. And, oh, the ball oh, covered yeah. in nacho cheese. <laughs> took a, <laughs> That's awesome. Took him a couple minutes to get his glove cleaned up. <laughs> Look at the umpire uh, loves it. He goes, what's that? Hey, but, hey, give those fans credit. They didn't interfere. They gave him a little path to make the catch, and that was a big play in the ball game. Awesome. So a lot of fun last night. Uh, like you said, Will Myers, uh, man, when he's got that opposite field power, I mean, pretty much center field, but a center field, right field there, I mean, he's just swinging it's, a great it, bat it, right and now. Everything you went through at the All-Star game and everything, what an honor it was. And, and they the always excitement. worry about the, the home run derby messing up a swing. Well, and it doesn't yeah. seem to be any real ill effects there. Yeah, no, not at all. Well, especially when your brother hits you during the you know, home run hitting contest. You know, it's classic. I, know. I love that. Those stories are forever. You think every, he did it on purpose? I hope so, because every Thanksgiving he's going to get buried for it. You know that. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to go up there and earn it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I, I think overall what's impressive is how much confidence Will Myers is playing with right now. And I, that's what you like to see, and I love that. And Got to continue to keep him healthy. And, you know, I mean, we're just think we're headed in the right direction right now. Once again, the pitching is a little bit ham and egg, and that's just what it is. You know, we'd like to get Tyson Ross back, but – Caster continue to throw the baseball like we saw. Um, we're going to get some new arms into the rotation. But even tonight, I'm uh, Luis Perdomo as he continues to get better and better. Let's hope that that still happens. Going to be an interesting second half, to uh, to say the least. Uh, Going to take a break here, come back. Uh, one more segment, preview tonight's game a little bit, uh, get to the head-to-head -head challenge and get everybody ready for uh, game two of the second half here coming up right after this. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Final segment of Padres Social Hour here from the AMR Studios. 
It's Baseball Night in San Diego. Uh, a quick tweet from our buddy Jellyman here. Did you guys talk about the cheese ball already? The cop arresting me wants to know. Uh, yes, <laughs> we did, Jellyman. Best of yeah. luck to you, sir. Yeah, good luck. Uh, I think uh, I don't know if we have a bail bondsman sponsor yeah, here, but uh, hopefully you find a good one. Hopefully. <laughs> and they don't have nachos there. Hopefully he just wants a, a donut from you or something. Good luck, pal. <laughs> uh, let's get to today's lineup. The lineup, as always, presented by United Airlines. The starting lineup is brought to you by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. A little more normal. Uh, with a right-hander on the mound, Jankowski leading off in center, Myers, Kemp, Solarte, Alex Dickerson in left, Norris back in the six-hole catching, Ryan Schimp gets the start at second, Ramirez and Luis Perdomo. So a uh, pretty Good interesting one. lineup last night, a little more back to normal uh, without the left-hander and Melvin Upton being gone on bereavement. So this one makes a little more sense. We'll get right to our head-to-head -head challenge here. Yesterday, uh, Bob picked Matt Kemp. Uh, this guy picked our guest, Andrew Kashner. Uh, pretty Whoa. easy choice, I think. So Andrew Kashner with the win. Bloopers up 18. You Way don't usually get to play, so we need you to step up, man. To step up for the couch here, wow. Randy. Uh, I think Blooper has first pick today, right, Bloop? I do. All right, you Blooper, do? who you got? I am going to go with uh, back to Will Myers. Back to Will Myers. I haven't picked back, him in a, in a little bit, so uh, you back know to Will. Hopefully he gets on because I'm going to go with Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp, all right. The, Samarja, uh, I like that. I just like the Matt Two, up. three hitter going up head-to-head -head here. Yep. You bet and uh, Blooper's playing the music early on us, I think. I uh, unless my clock is I wrong. guess we got to go. No, it's time to go. Maybe. All right. Hey, good talking to you, Randy. Love it, This Mike. was fun. Let's enjoy the game. Our thanks to Andrew Kashner. Our thanks to Tom DeLong. Congratulations on your first pitch. Congratulations to Jesse on flying with the Thunderbirds. A lot of fun tomorrow, noon, Annie and Bill. Thanks, everybody.